Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Rachel, and we are reviewing The Billionaire by Marnie Mann. This is book two in her Dalton Brothers series. Welcome back to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks for having me again. Okay, do you want to read the synopsis from Goodreads? Yep. A sexy, forbidden, billionaire standalone romance from USA Today bestselling author Marnie Mann. I've always been a good girl, but the second I walk into the hotel bar, I see temptation. The man sitting there is delicious, older, experienced. Once our eyes meet, I know I'm not walking away unscathed. I've heard about men like Jenner Dalton, richer than God and hotter than sin. He's got heartbreak written all over him but it only takes 15 minutes before we're headed up to his room. I've never done anything like this before, but something tells me he's worth it. Every swipe of his tongue feels electric. Every kiss sets me on fire and his experience has me begging for more and more and more. In one week, I'll return to college in Miami. He'll go back to being LA's most eligible billionaire. The miles and years between us are just too many for this to mean anything. So between now and then, I plan to spend every moment being anything but good. Okay, so the release date is March 1st, 2022. So this drops on release day. Um, The tropes are one night stand, billionaire, billionaire, reformed playboy, age gap, and a little bit of hidden identity in there. (laughs) And then the put out percentage is 8% because this bad boy pops early. And oh my, does it pop well early and often it yes early and often like there is there is a gap where there is nothing but it makes sense and it works with the story (coughs) oh excuse me okay so let's talk about joe a little bit so joe she's 22 she's just about to graduate from college we first meet her when she sits down in this bar in ford's seat because he is so drunk that he can't function so she sits down in Ford's seat, who is Jenner's brother, and like starts spouting off all these sports like knowledge tidbits. And Jenner is like, "Oh my god, I think I'm in love!" Like right off the like right off the bat. Yep, I love that scene, especially because they they were there for March Madness, and that's coming mm-hmm. up. So yeah. I I liked that a lot that she actually knew what she was talking about yes, which she was, seemed to shock him mm-hmm. yes he was pleasantly surprised because he was like this this chick is really hot like but then like as they talk they have a lot of com- in common and they're like so yeah it's about like 10-15 minutes after they meet and they go do their thing and now Jenner he's typically like one and done like he doesn't he doesn't repeat like he once he's there he's walking away but there was something about her that he he did not want to walk away yeah I I love that it seemed very mutual Mm -hmm. and they both made it known that it was mutual there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a ton of second guessing Mm -mm. no there really wasn't which I thought was really interesting but so Joe is in college but she (laughs) does not come off like an immature, unsure college person. She is very, (coughs) excuse me. She's a very strong personality. 
but she is very independent, but she's very self-confident and self-assured. And like, she knows what she wants to do, where she wants to do it. And she's willing to make sacrifices for herself if she doesn't get there, but she, she has goals. Like she has goals in her life. Like she is, she's (laughs) incredibly intelligent and she it comes across in like her mannerisms and the way that Marnie Mann has written her. Like she, she treats her as a very, very mature college kid. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, she came off as very mature. I love that she had a close group of friends that there was no drama or cattiness or anything like that. Yeah. And I thought Joe acted well beyond her age in mm-hmm. most of the book but there there was also some instances of her being a little bit naive which i mm-hmm. also also appreciated because it reminded you that she is 22 right so while she was mature she kind of had in in some moments a kind of rose colored glasses way of looking at things well but i think part of that too is the way she was raised like she doesn't really give specifics, but she alludes to the fact that she was raised in a privileged way. And you find out later in the book, like she was very privileged. So like, yes, she's kind of naive in that sense, but at the same time, like she never really had to, to work for stuff. Like, yes, she's in college and she's making the attempt to like, she pays for things herself. Like she, Mm -hmm. she works while she's in college. Like she does things for herself, but at the same time, like growing up, she, she didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. But I feel like those moments that she's having those self-doubts and like that naivety, it's also like, I think a big part of it is she was so afraid of how hard she fell for him and how much like feeling she had for him. And she was, when they are together, like she can see it and feel it. But when they're apart, like there's enough distance and enough distraction that she gets she questions like am I really feeling this or is it just in the moment yes I completely agree and I think in some of the instances where I was originally thinking it was kind of naivety it was actually hopefulness Mm -hmm. where she, she kind of knew maybe what the outcome would be or what the outcome could be but she was really really hoping yeah that that wouldn't be the outcome. And you know which moment we're talking about. Yes. I'm talking about. Yeah, but, I, but I we're think not going to spoil more... anything because this one, right. like, <laughs> if we spoil, like, it gives so much away. It, it totally does. I think in that instance, she was just being hopeful. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think part of it is, like, she had never had that kind of connection with anyone before. Like, yes, she's young. Like she hasn't had a lot of relationships. She hasn't had a lot of just being out there in the world, but like it, it's scary when you, when you feel that like instantaneous, like feeling for somebody, but let's, let's move on to Jenner. So Jenner, total playboy. You met him in book one. Like he talks about like all these people he's banging and it's like, and then even like the first like (laughs) chapter or prologue of the book, like, yeah, (laughs) excuse me. It's a big part of it. Like he is, he is not, he is like self-proclaimed, like never getting married, never falling in love, like never doing this, but like he wants that for other people. He just doesn't want it for himself. Yeah. 
after book one I wasn't totally sure I would like Jenner same Um, after the prologue I wasn't sure I would like Jenner Uh uh-huh and I I shouldn't have doubted Marnie like we talked about shouldn't have doubted her because I fell in love with him Mm -hmm. very early on well and he was like he was swoony like he had so many like swoony little moments like he's not this brand gesture guy like it was all about little things that he did and that's the thing like I wasn't a really a fan of his in book one because he was kind of this like douche nozzle of like a playboy he's like oh I'm a lawyer like I can do what I want like I'm hot like I'm a Dalton but like it it switches like really early in this book. And when you get to that turning point and things come to light and the way he reacts, like you can feel how broken he is in that moment because he, he put himself out there and he constantly talked about how he was never going to do that. And he does it almost self-consciously but when then he finds this secret that she was keeping in the way that it happened, like it makes sense, but like he, I think he's just so frustrated and heartbroken at the fact that like she held something vital back, but at the same time, he never, he never asked some pertinent information, <laughs> which I'm not yeah. going to tell you what that pertinent information is. <laughs> yeah, I I think he was very frustrated uh both with Joe and himself uh-huh. for the exact reason you said, right? He he assumed some things, didn't ask some questions, and yeah. he he feels like that also contributed mm-hmm. to this, you know, this issue that they were going through. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, he's this hotshot lawyer who, like, makes billion-dollar deals, but, like, he didn't, he didn't ask a simple question. It's like, he just assumed. He just assumed. You know assumed. what they say when you assume. This is true. But one thing I will say, I love his brothers. Like, I really liked Dominic and Ford in book one, but, so there are so many moments, and we get the agency guy, like, the agency is another series that originally the Dalton showed up in. So this is a spinoff from that. So, but the agency guys show up like in bits and pieces and his brothers are in there and they're talking constantly about how he's just avoiding, he's avoiding reality. He's avoiding things. And it's really funny because Dominic keeps bringing up how like in, in book one, when Dominic is fighting his feelings for Kendall he's like, you kept telling me how stupid I was for not going to her. And like, you kept telling me how stupid I was for not like pursuing this relationship. He's like, you're being stupid by not pursuing this relationship. (laughs) Yeah. I loved all the interactions with his brothers and the agency guys. Mm -hmm. Um, It made me I haven't actually read the agency series yet. So I've I read need... part of it. So both of these books made me want to go back and read this. And then it also has me, you know, invested in his brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so when they break up because of the big reveal, when they break up, they 
it's, it's, it's rough. It's emotional, but she says her piece and he says his piece and she understands where he is coming from. Like she is, she's not okay with it, but at the same time, like she gets it. But what I did enjoy, like he makes these decisions, like we can't do this because of this, 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 and this. And she's like, okay, that's fine, but she's not okay with that. So like she, but she doesn't try and like beg him to come back. She doesn't like apologize over and over again. Like she subtly like sneaks in and does things but they happen to just be in the same places at the same time. And it's, they have these little connections and little moments. And he, I just liked how organically it transpired throughout the book. Yes, I completely agree. I, it's so hard to talk about without spoiling anything. I know. I know. So I like at what point the blow up happened. I uh-huh. like when that happened. I like that we had time for them to realistically figure their stuff out mm-hmm. and it didn't feel rushed. The pacing no, was great. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought the pacing was phenomenal in this book. It all felt very realistic. Yeah, because I feel like the big blow up happens around the 55% mark, maybe 45%. Like it happens like in the middle of the book. So like they have Mm -hmm. their start like they don't have the third act like they have a second act where everything kind of comes to a head but then they have a little a little smattering of something in the third act but that whole scene was really interesting in the way it's played out but then when you get to the epilogue you're like oh my Yep, I was just thinking that. Yeah, so I think the big blow up happens around 55-60% like you said and then mm-hmm. they they get through that, come back together just to confront something else. Yeah. And I was so I was not surprised by how that happened. Mm-hmm. But then I got to the epilogue and I was yeah. like, I know. What? Like I think that I'm hit or miss on an epilogue. Like, yeah, I could take it or leave it. But I think like this epilogue, like it makes this book, like the book itself is very good. And and Marnie could have stopped it right at the end of the last chapter, but then she Mm -hmm. adds on that little piece at the end. And it, it takes this book like above and beyond like perfection. (laughs) Like, honestly, like that epilogue was just perfect the way it plays out the things that you learn it's like hot damn like this is a well-written book yes I honestly feel confident saying it's one of my favorite epilogues of all time because Mm -hmm. it was super unexpected I love how it kind of tied it tied the story up it tied it all together and (laughs) then the information you find out in it you're like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh she didn't like but she did (laughs) yet that like that right there like it just shows like I just I wasn't expecting it like at the end of the like the book of the last chapter and like when you you see that epilogue heading you're like "Hmm, I wonder where she's going with this 
And then as you keep yes. reading, you're like, wow. <clears throat> but I do want to say too, like the way that she treated their separation, I think it worked so well because they both had to work through some, some truths of where they are and where they want to be and whether or not like it is truly something they were, are supposed to do. And like Jenner, like he I mean, Joe didn't really have to do that. Like she knew what she wanted, who she wanted to be with, but Jenner still had this animosity toward the idea of like being together forever. And he was using like what he found out like as an excuse, but at the same time, like, I think he's truly questioning, like, is it worth it? Is my, <laughs> but there was a moment where, and I, like, I know it's been like thrown out there in a teaser, but there's a moment where like he talks about his reputation and whether or not like moving forward with her would be good for his reputation. And she's like, you've never, I don't, don't quote me on this because I have, I am paraphrasing, but she basically like tells him like, you never worried about your reputation before and what you did before. Like you slept with anything like before, why does it matter now? What is affecting your reputation? I thought, your, your reputation. And I thought that was just really profound in the sense, like he, he never really truly cared about his reputation before because like he, he did, he was a playboy. Like he went out, he did what he wanted when he wanted and it didn't matter. And like all of a sudden he's growing a conscience about it. Yeah. I really liked that line too, because I had understood where he was coming from or mm -hmm. so I thought. And then I was like, oh, wow, you're right. But then she says that and you're like, hmm, it makes a lot of sense. Like why she's like questioning like your choice in this moment. And like you, you understand it and you get it. But then Dominic and Ford throw down some hard truths for him too, which I thought was really good because like, these are the two people like he listens to over everything. Like they are his best friends. Like the three of them do everything together. And so I think when Dominic like threw out like that, that truth bomb of this is not important, but this is important. Like he, he, mm -hmm. like, he had that like epiphany moment, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I making these decisions? Like I am miserable. Like everybody around me has told me like they've seen the change, like since we are not together. And I think he, like Joe herself did not have a ton of growth through this book, but I don't think she needed it. But Jenner, like he really did, like he didn't have to grow up in, in one sense, but like he did in another. Yep. I completely agree. And usually I feel like it is the younger character that shows more the growth, most growth typically mm -hmm. in an age gap romance. But since Joe was already so self-assured and she knew what she wanted and mm -hmm. she was very mature, it, it really wasn't necessary. And I really liked how she kind of guided Jenner a little bit, which yeah. I loved, but it was unexpected. It was because typically you're right. Like typically like with the age gap, like it is the younger person who they need to do a little bit of growing up for a little bit of like self-actualization or realizing like their worth and things like that. And I, and I liked that this was kind of reversed. Like Jenner was the older one, but he had to do that, like finding like his true worth in like this relationship. And is this relationship more important than things that I've always put more stake in? 
And I thought that was an interesting thing. Okay, so Rachel, did you like this book? Yeah, I loved this book. Mm -hmm. I did too. I really enjoy Marnie Mann's writing style and her characters are really well developed. She writes a wonderful steamy scene. Like she is probably one of my top 10, like, like scene writers. Like she, there's just something about the way she writes a scene that works mm-hmm. really, really well. Okay. Yep, so totally agree. Who would typically like this book? I would say if you like an instant connection, Mm-hmm. that's definitely what this is and it is, then yeah. if if you like steamy romances yes this is incredibly steamy <laughs> yes it's a five and then some but there is plot there's yes. lots of plot so do not don't be swayed there's it is yes. yummy deliciousness but with a lot of plot yeah i totally agree with that there's a lot of steam it's well done steam and the plot is Mm -hmm. is there it's got a great plot Mm -hmm. okay so would you recommend this book I would definitely recommend this book I I actually already started I like I I finished it (laughs) I I was like everybody needs to read this like right now like it is really good it is I really enjoyed the lawyer which is book one of this series um, but this one, it surpasses. So I am very excited to see where she goes with Ford's book and because Ford is next and he's a single dad. Yes. I cannot wait for Ford's book and I can't wait to find out who, uh, his heroine is. Oh, I know it's going to be so darn good. Okay. So do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do send us an email at the bees at bookcase and And thank you so much, Rachel, for joining me on this quick shot of romance as we talk the billionaire by Marnie Mann. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzing about romance or on Twitter at buzzing romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.